0: Hey, y'all. Micah Burgess here. You are listening to My Doula Micah, and I am thrilled to be doing a podcast. I'm thrilled that you're here listening. And my goal is to help spread this idea and this message that you can have a positive birth experience. And, you know, obviously here in my local area as a birth doula, I've been able to help many families achieve a positive birth experience. Most of my clients have been uh, clients that will be giving birth in a hospital setting. So as it turns out, I've ended up specializing in natural hospital births and and I've loved it. It's been it's been very rewarding. I want to serve this group of people that want natural childbirth experiences, but they're not going to be delivering at home. They're not going to go to a birthing center. They are going to be delivering in a hospital. And 98% of women will be delivering in a hospital in our country. And so I want to make sure that this this group, this window of women that want that natural experience in a hospital are being served. So, yeah, I've been able to do that here locally, which has been great. Um, But then realized, okay, I'm only helping one family at a time. And so then I trained doulas to be doing the same thing so that we can help more women in our area. I took the next step uh, a couple years ago when I wrote my book, The Humor and Birth, Stories and Insights from a Doula. Again, with this idea of helping more families understand what childbirth looks like, what it can look like. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it can absolutely 100% be positive and should be positive. I want it to be positive. And one way that I can communicate that is to really show that birth is normal. It's a normal part of your life. Um, you can still be a human being with laughter and lightheartedness, enjoyable moments. And that's really what that the book is about, what it's focused on. And then a year and a half ago, starting my podcast. Again, giving you guys positive stories. How can I help you achieve that? Um, Is to bring more and more of the people that will be in the birthing room helping a family achieve this natural birth in the hospital setting. There's so many moving parts. Yes, there can be a doula in the room, but there's also a labor and delivery nurse, of course, an OB, a midwife. And everybody plays their role. Everybody has a part in really helping achieve a collaborative teamwork effort for a positive birth experience. And so I've been talking a lot about that recently. And and that I can tell is kind of where my focus is now, as I have retired from birth services here in my local area, to be able to help more people to be able to spread this, this message and and this view and have more conversations with people um, that are not in my local area, answering questions, um, giving more insights, So Today, and probably, you know, a few more episodes, I'm going to highlight um, a few of the chapters within my book, again, to help give you guys an idea, give you a picture of what it can look like. Um, many of you that are listening are first-time parents, and you have no idea what birth looks like. Uh, maybe some of you did not have a positive experience. Maybe you had an um, unplanned um or I scheduled, excuse me, a scheduled C-section. And so you didn't have even the laboring experience. And so I realize that that's many of you that are listening. And so within the book that I wrote, while there it's filled, the whole thing is filled with stories, uh, births that I've attended, uh, clients, family, friends, even my own. Um, that's what the whole thing is about. But sprinkled throughout the birth, the birth, sprinkled throughout the book, <laughs> I've got birth on my mind. Can you tell? Sprinkled throughout the book is tons of wisdom and tips and um, little gold nuggets. I mean, you can actually hear me coaching, um, kind of receiving the benefits of what a doula can give in the breathing room by reading the book. So the first chapter that I was thinking that I would talk about and cover is called Amateur Versus Veteran. And this chapter is basically about the difference between a first-time mama and a veteran mama, a pro, a woman who has had more than one baby. And I'm highlighting this, I, <laughs> I'm highlighting when uh, when you think that you might be in labor, okay? So every every woman is going to get to that point. I mean, she's pregnant, she's going along, and then one day there's symptoms. One day there's this thought that appears, huh? i in labor. I wonder if I'm in labor or not, you know? And if you're a first time mom, you might think that quite a bit throughout your pregnancy. Wait, is this labor? Is this what they're talking about? Because you've never experienced it before, right? And that is valid. You don't know what it's like. So, you know, every single thing that's happening in your body that feels abnormal, and there's a lot of things that feel abnormal when you're pregnant, um, is evaluated. And at times scrutinized. What is this sensation? What is this discomfort? Is this what I think it is? And so obviously first-time moms are going to be a little bit more hyperactive and hovering and probably overthinking what's going on in their body. And so I get a lot of texts um, from first-time parents that, you know, are, hey, I, I'm, I'm starting to feel nauseous today. Do you think I'm in labor? I'm like, you know, maybe feeling nauseous is definitely a symptom, but I'm not sure that you're in labor yet. Let's, 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 let's wait a little bit and see if that's what hap- is happening. You know, bloody show that can be for many different reasons that a mama might have a little bit of blood when she goes to the bathroom. And, and usually it's this light pink kind of spotting on the toilet paper. So yes, I'm going to get a text about that. And I want to be kept in the loop with my clients about what's happening. It paints a picture for me, it helps me plan. And then I can give way better advice if I know what's been happening over the past several hours. So you know, yes, bloody show can be a symptom. Uh, Another thing might be, hey, I'm just so exhausted today. All I've been doing is cleaning and Uh, reorganized the garage and I'm, you know, the baseboards are sparkling white. And and so it's like, okay, you're nesting. That's awesome. That is another kind of, I don't know, a little waving the red flag. Hey, we might be going into labor soon, but it doesn't mean we're going into labor right now or tonight. It still could be a few days, right? So it's hard to tell a first time mom when she is experiencing legitimate things. Maybe, maybe. It's hard to tell her that. It's hard to say, well, let will just see. I want to be able to say, yes, you're in labor. I'm so happy for you because she's so ready to be in labor, right? And so typically what I tell my first time mom is, hey, you know what? Glad you're paying attention to your body. But now what I want you to do is not pay attention. Now what I want you to do is ignore it. I want you to go do your day. I want you to eat, go take a walk, take a bath take a nap, and let's just see if everything stops or if it continues. And again, this is hard for a first-time mom to hear because you really want that first symptom to be the real deal. You really want it to be, I'm having a baby because you've been anticipating for so long. Um, And so what happens nine times out of ten is maybe it's just warming up, right? And that's super important for your body to do. I want your body to be warming up because that just means less work you have to do once you do go into labor. Yay. So warming up is really helpful and beneficial and it's good. So I, I try to give them, you know, that positive perspective of what that means, even though you're not in labor, this is all helpful. This is all good. Um, so yes, definitely first time parents are, you know, giving me the call, giving me the text, and I have lots of time to prepare most of the time. If we're talking about a veteran, we're talking about maybe a repeat client, uh, somebody who has, you know, already had a couple babies, then the approach is way, way different. Like I might get a text saying, Hey, for the last several hours, I've, you know, noticed that I've been having kind of regular cramps. Uh, They're not Braxton Hicks. They're stronger than that, but I'm fine. I've, you know, made dinner. I'm walking around. I'm going to take a nap real quick and just kind of see what happens. I want to rest just in case it is something. But, you know, I don't know that it is, right? Hear the difference already? <laughs> it's been a couple of hours and she's had some activity and is just now giving me a little bit of a heads up. Eh, I don't know. Maybe something's happened and maybe not. I'm going to go take a nap. I had one client one time, repeat client, and she uh she texted me. Actually, no, she called me and she said, hey, I just want to let you know that um, I've been having contractions, but it it may all stop. I've decided to go ahead and with our plans, we had dinner plans with some friends. I'm going to go ahead and do that and I will text you after we're done with dinner because I'll still need to like pack the bag and, you know, call my mom to come over and, you know, get Susie. And so I'll, I'll keep you updated. And I'm like, wait you already know that you're having contractions and now you're about to go have dinner and then you're going to call, then you're going to pack your bag. Then you're going to call your mom. It's just so much more laid back. Like they're, I I think some of it is because they know they're nowhere near where it's going to be. They know what real contractions feel like active labor transition. And right now this is easy compared to where I'm headed. And so they feel fine about it. They're also not, um, hyper over vigilant about paying attention to every little thing and one reason is because they already have a child now (laughs) that child probably toddler is taking up their attention and their focus and they don't have time to focus on what's going on in their body right Um, and sometimes they're kind of putting off the inevitable it's like they know where it's headed and they're going "Mm, yeah I don't know. Am I ready? I don't think so. Let's just wait. My God, maybe, maybe nothing's happening. And so I really try to be on my toes when I have a repeat client and anytime they communicate with me, I mean, I know that at any moment I could get another text and another call and I'm headed to the hospital and that could be 30 minutes later, you know, I and mean, that literally just happened with my daughter in her fourth. I'm getting a text at nine o'clock at night. Hey, Everything's quiet on the home front. We're going to bed. Then I get another text at 11. Definitely having contractions. We'll keep you posted, but I think everything's fine. 30 minutes later, hey, they're really starting to pick up. It They're getting hard. Uh, we might want to come up with a game plan. Um, I'll text y'all in about an hour because you're going to need to start heading this way to help out with the other kiddos. 10 minutes later, um, come now. and. My husband and I were already on our way to the house so that he could watch the kids. And so it just happens super, super fast sometimes um, when you've already had a vaginal birth, for sure, with your first. So the approach is just very different when we're trying to decide if we're in labor or not. So I this episode is probably more geared to those first-time parents that if you're wondering, hmm, is this labor? It's probably not labor. I'm just saying it's probably not. You might be warming up. Maybe you're in early labor, but go ahead and settle in and decide, eh, it's going to be a while. This may be something. It may not be anything. And I promise you that's going to serve you well. It's going to conserve mental energy so that you're not just, like I said, binoculars on timing every little thing. The 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 biggest symptoms, cues, whatever you want to say that you are probably in labor is that the consistency that you're having of the tightening of the Braxton Hicks, of the cramping of the contractions, that that continues to get closer and closer together. It's no longer 10 minutes apart. It's now seven minutes apart. It's now five minutes apart. There's a definite pattern. And as they're getting closer together, they're getting more intense. That is the number one way to be able to tell, I think I'm in early labor, hopefully headed to active labor. Okay. Okay. There you go. Number one thing. And then any of you parents that are listening that have already had kids, especially if we had a successful vaginal delivery, your body knows what to do and you're not as anxious to get started on having this baby because you know where it's going and you know what active labor and hard contractions feel like and so it's easier to ignore early labor so i'm saying all that to tell you guys if you're wondering hmm this might be labor is this labor you probably are in labor (laughs) just kind of as a general rule i hope that's helpful for you guys and we'll talk next time